0: Are you ready to learn something? All right, so the topic we're on is following God's principle of tithing in the Word of God. And, and again, uh, everything we do uh, in our decision making, we should always follow the Word of God because it's flawless. Jesus is called the Word of God in Revelation. So when Jesus speaks, the Word of God is speaking. When the Word of God is being ministered, Jesus is speaking. Right? Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word. Never let anything, any voice become louder than the Word of God in your life, ever. Now, you might be in a situation where you're in a relationship, and if you took a stand on the Word of God... You'd have to pay for it. Well, I'm sorry. Well, not really. I'm going to stand for the Word of God. No matter what someone else does, I'm going to stand for the Word of God. I'm going to lead my family according to the Word of God. I'm going to lead this ministry according to the Word of God. We will never pull out chapters to satisfy the world in the Bible. Ever. God has exalted his word above his name. Why? Why would God's word be exalted above his name? Because if God's word wasn't any good, neither would his name be. So let's look at the word of God. And and again, you know, a few weeks ago, I think it's still being sort of talked about out there. People were talking about the tithe and this, that, and the other, and you know, I'm just sharing scriptures about tithing and what I've personally believed God and also my, my leaders over my life, uh, we concur. And it, you know, when, when something's of God, it's going to consistently be, be uh, bear witness uh, across leadership uh, and across the different structures of authority. So I'm going to share with you the principle of the tithe in the word of God. Tithing is giving your first 10% uh, to God. You might say, well, how do I give it to God? Uh, well, you give it to your, your local church where you're fed, and, and um, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But the principle of the tithe, and we want to first ask, what did Jesus say? What did the Word of God say? Matthew 23, 23, Jesus said, Woe upon you, Pharisees and other religious leaders, hypocrites, in other words, they put on a facade here at church, and when they get home, they are mean as a snake. Put on a facade, how are you doing today? I'm blessed, highly favored, praise God Almighty. And, uh, and you spoke sideways to that, to that waiter. Listen, where's the fruit of the Spirit? It's not just the gifts of the Spirit. It's not just the ministry gifts. I believe that we should follow leaders that we can follow close and see consistency in their daily life and an example of the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Sure, if we've missed it in any way, that ought to be, uh, would you forgive me? I'm sorry, I, didn't, I did not mean that or, or whatever the case might be. But he says, you, you, you tithe down to the last mint leaf in your garden, but you ignore the more important things like justice, mercy, and faith. Jesus said you should tithe, but you shouldn't leave out justice, mercy, faith. It also says in the Gospel of Luke, woe to you Pharisees, you tithe mint and everything to the very last detail and every herb, but you disregard and neglect justice and the love of God. You ought to have done, these you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. So Jesus was affirming his belief in the practice of tithing. And again, what was Jesus saying? He was saying giving money does not take place of living right. According to what? The Word of God. According to what? The Holy Spirit, who's a spirit of truth on the inside of you. You don't have to wonder if it's right or not. Step toward it and it'll hurt your heart, it'll hurt your conscience. The Word of God says that we which believe come into oneness with God. So if we're one with God, anything that irritates Him, we ought to pick it up. Anything that agitates Him or He's not with, we ought to pick it up. And again, our our spirit is the candle of the Lord. That's where we pick it up, because the Holy Spirit's within our spirit. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we get direction from here. Sometimes when we get counsel, regardless, it will bear witness here. When you're looking for, for direction with doctors, keep your heart listening. When you're talking to counselors, there are secular counselors, and they will ask you and tell you to do things contrary to the Word of God? Mm-mm. I just thank God for God sending into this world and our community, into our area, more godly clinical counselors. Yes. Proverbs 3.9 says... Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors and with the first fruits, talking about the tithe, of all your income. You know what? When you do that, uh, you're, you're going to have your needs met. Your storage places will be filled with plenty. And, um, and again, an important part of experiencing financial provisions is in God's way is being a tither and a giver. Um, I never forget, I, I came up in the church. Um, I was saved when I was three. Uh, I don't want to have a bad reflection on my family or anything, but we weren't weekly attenders of church. Sometimes we were attenders when we had a crisis. How many know you draw close to God when you, you know, you show up when things aren't going too good, get all your needs met, and all of a sudden begin to drift. No, no, no. Stay the course. Faithfulness, consistency, loyalty. If you continue, God said, in my word, you're my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. One of the main reasons why, um, you know, we, we, we flow whichever way God wants us to, but there's always an element of the word of God because Prayer can't take the place of only what the Word of God can do. That's why we need teaching. We need ministry. We need preaching. But we also need to pray. And the only way we know how to pray is by reading the Word of God and instructs us and gives us guidelines. But I'll never forget when I, uh, when I went out to Ramah, Ramah Bible College when, um, when I was about 22, and I finally heard some good teaching. On the tithe, where they didn't scare the bejeebies out of me. You didn't tithe, you are cursed with a curse. Well, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, for it is written, "Curses every man that uh, hangs on a tree so that the blessing can come on the Gentiles. Now, grant you, if we don't apply God's principles, it hurts God's heart because he can't meet our needs. I'd rather phrase it that way than scare you you know, come on, how many have ever been scared, scared right into giving? You better raise your hand. Listen, some places where I've been, I was holding a bucket. <laughs> I didn't want to. And that bucket, we we're going to hold it till we got that money. Yeah, I, I think there's been there's been that side of the tithe and giving offerings that it's it's just not right. What are we going to do? We're going to teach the Word of God that says tithing. You'll see it in the Word of God is before the law, so it's not a legalistic thing. Abraham tithed by faith. It was a principle. Where'd he get it from? Sure, he learned it from God, right? What about uh, Adam and um, see brother name? Cain. Cain and Abel. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. I heard, you know, someone was teaching about instead of Paul walking on the water, Jethro was walking on the water. <laughs> no, not really. Um, so who we, have, who we have now? Cain and Abel. The way that Abel gave, he gave of his first and his best. But Cain didn't. There, there's a law of first fruits. God, I, I love you. You gave me everything I have. And I'm going to get you involved. And I heard this teaching way back when. And every week, no matter what, no matter what, my wife and I have tithed and given, given. we've tithed and given. All right. For all you school teachers, I know you're out there on dangling participles and Okay, Um, we've always been faithful to, you know, tithing and giving and didn't realize that when I wasn't consistent, I was, you know, there's, there's, there's only a few things that it is impossible for God to do. First thing is lie. Second thing, he can't bless us if we eat all of our seed, we need to give something to God to work for, or to w- work with, excuse me. God so loved the world that, man, talk about the ministry. He, he gave his son his best seed so that we could be benefited. Romans 8 says, he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things all right I'm teaching you all things for a second if our lifestyle is not in line with a biblical worldview God, God will you know, he'll draw us he'll 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 um you know we'll be convicted by the Holy Spirit not condemnation conviction our, our spirit will know Uh, If if we've stepped out of the boundaries of the word, our heart condemns us. Our own heart condemns us. So we don't need somebody to come up and say, I, Sanch, you are out. You just missed it out of the will of God. You're like, I know that. From your conscience. But we're going to follow God's word in every subject matter that there is. But God's word also says that if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will, and it shall be done of the Father which is in heaven. But there's a conditional clause, right, teachers? If if you do this, then that will happen to you. If you sow seeds, if you, there, there's all kinds of seeds you can sow. You couldn't get saved unless you received the incorruptible seed of the Word of God that we received when we heard the gospel. And that seed caused us to become a child of God, new nature. All things are, uh, that the wrong are gone, new things ahead of us. I, again, I put the truth out to you, and the reason why, you know, I really have to, to repent to you as a congregation that I've not instructed you along this line more throughout these 24 years of ministry. How many? We on 24? Okay. How old are you, babe? <laughs> All right, that's a private joke. Oh, it's Okay. So you told the ladies that you were 54, and really someone said, I have the same birthday as you. You're 55. Oh, okay. So my wife was just cracking up in between services. <laughs> and so, um, but you can't get, a, get around certain laws. You might say, I'm redeemed from the curse of a law of gravity. I can go on top of this roof, jump down, and just sort of fly like Spider-Man. No, that's a natural law. You're going to fall and get hurt, and you can't blame that on God. Genesis says, as long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed, time, and harvest. Just like winter, spring, summer, and fall. Come on, let's sing it together. Winter, spring, summer, or fall—all you got to do is. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I got choked up there. All right, so here's 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 what the Spirit of the Lord's saying. You singing the singing your shower, but don't try out for the praise team. All right, and if you do try out with the praise team. Be prepared to, 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 man, I don't know how to get out on this one, Keith. I don't, I. But anyway, there's a law of you sow, there's time, there's a harvest. But what you sow is multiplied and you actually end up good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. But sometimes people are spending the good measure pressed down, shaking it together, and running over because you have the wrong budget. You knew I had to come down that lane. So like, I tithe and I give. Well if you'd really manage your finances, you'll see it happening. You just you just quit acting your wage. My wife and I have always put the ministry first. Always. We did not pay off our house before this house was paid off. We wouldn't let our board give us a raise for years because we wanted strength in the ministry. Now I'm not saying, oh, look at him. You need a raise. Well, we've refused it because we always wanted the ministry to be. Provided for and more. What was that noise? Oh. Siri, be quiet. Not now. I was like, who just. Yes, Lord. Yes. Get a word of knowledge of Siri. <laughs> All right. I know it was on a serious point, so I'm glad you're laughing. But we've managed the ministry and our own lives to the point that we have no debt, everything's paid for, and we continue. Listen, since we've paid off our church, we haven't had to come to you for the projects we've had. Come on. We're doing, if i only told, you'd probably pass out. But um, we have, there's all kinds of things that once you obtain something, you gotta maintain something. And and so we spent thousands upon thousands of dollars on projects that we needed, but we 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 cash flowed it. Amen. And we I never tr- try to dig into our reserves at all. We give to God, which, because we love him, because we want to see his work on this earth spread throughout this world. You know, a pastor also needs to talk up and say, if you guys don't tithe and give, uh, harvest wouldn't exist. Say that God would meet the knees and float money down from heaven. No, they're, if you floated anything, it would be streets of gold. <laughs> but, no, that didn't come over right. But, um, you know, part of you giving to the, your local church, which the Word of God instructs us to in Malachi 3. Why well, don't I go ahead and read it? Malachi 3 says, bring all the tithes. I had this guy come up to me after a service one time. He said, Pastor, are we supposed to bring our tithes? Our tithes? Why would I mean, really, you know what, I said, thank you for that question, because I know that person's unlearned, and I can do something with that, instead of someone being all up thinking they know everything. You can't teach them anything. If there's, well, get several things out of this service, but here's one thing that I always tried to drill into our kids, always stay teachable. The day you start becoming unteachable is the day that God can't even do something with you. How did did Lucifer, who was a created being in heaven, how did he fall when he was so important leading praise and worship in heaven? When pride got into his heart, he wasn't satisfied with just fulfilling his role that God had given them, as God created him, as God gifted him. He said, "You know what? I think I want to be God. I, I, I'll ascend my throne above His. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take take His position. You can't do that. There's a vast difference between God." Jehovah meets all of our needs. Our banner, he helps fight our battles. canoe, our righteousness, we're right with God. He is omnipotent, all-powerful. He is omniscient, all-knowing. Come on. He's he's everything that we need. And Lucifer, by the way, you're resisting a devil who's defeated that God created. He's never going to be anywhere near how good and how powerful God is. Jesus said, it's with the finger of God I cast out devils. My God's awesome. He doesn't have a degree from Harvard. He's all-knowing, and so the world's trying to turn around upside down things contrary to the Word of God, and when we stand for truth, they say that's hate speech. It's not hate speech. I've got to tell you, if that lifestyle you've yielded to is not repentant, God help you and God restore you, God cause you to be born again. I have to tell you what's right and tell you what's wrong according to the Word of God, otherwise I don't love you because there's a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. There's certain things you, we all do in order to get to heaven. Thank God for the Gospel. God said, bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income to the storehouse. That's your church. Who's feeding you? You want it to be in existence for a long time. One of the reasons why we're building, and thank God we're debt-free, and I'm, I'm not even thinking about building right now until we get all these projects done. Bring all the tithes, a whole tenth of your income into the storehouse, your church. Why? So there's provisions made. Um, I don't need to support my local church. Nah. How many like air conditioning? How many like a roof? How many like those seats you're in? Now, all that's paid for. And if you're new to the church, come on, let's start paying stuff forward. Because people have paid stuff forward in our life just because we're tithing and giving, and and man, this is our house. This is our church. This is our vision. And I really do appreciate the ladies of this house, authentic, working so well in the ministry with us brave men. Men, say it with me. I'm brave. Men, let's try that again. Men, say, I'm brave. brave. Ladies, you're authentic. All right, next, we're going to. Come on, ladies. Ladies, say with me, I'm authentic. authentic. (laughs) (laughs) All righty. All right. Well, but, but I like what God says. When you, when you tithe and you give. And, and I gave every single person that receives tithes a template to work from. A template meaning we give because we love God. A template we give because we want to see the work of God. We want to see kids minister to. We want to see youth minister to. We want our young adults to come into a, a whole new place where they can actually become the people that, that begin to take leadership. And we have a lot of young adults in leadership. We have, we have all kinds of youth behind cameras and, and working in the children's ministry. and oh Come on now. We give because we want to expand the Great Commission. We give because of what happened to me. My goodness. The life that God has so blessed us with, we did it His way. There's a point in my life that I couldn't retire because I would be dependent upon getting a paycheck from a church. So thank God my wife I thank God for my wife because she never put pressure on me financially. She did not manipulate me because if I don't buy that, well, then you'll, you'll have some. It will not fare well with you. My wife's not like that. I, we joke around here and, and that, but no. I said, babe, we are in a season that we don't even buy a paperclip. And the good thing about it is, if you guys are married, or or if you have a friend, or whatever, um, you agree on your budget. Because if you agree upon what you're spending, if something goes upside down, you don't have to hear. Say it louder. One more time. <laughs> All right. Now God said in this tithe and giving. Prove me now, says the Lord of hosts, if I'm not open for you the windows of heaven. And that means God can get to us what he always planned for us to have, that he already paid the price for us to have. Windows keep weather out, right? That's, that's a good thing. But when it's, come on, help me ready for the fall, like... I see that hand. I see that hand. (laughs) Uh, Windows have a purpose. But thank God the windows of heaven are open. God can get to us what we need. Sometimes it's not God's move until it's our move. And we get that done. Uh, and again, I feel the same thing with, with uh, the first and second service. You here today might say, man, I've really messed up my budget. It's either tithe or, or lose my house. What, what do you say about that? Well, there's got to be a grace of tithing in the New Testament where I see the principle in the old, I see the principle during the law, I see the principle in Hebrews and other places. So I'm going to do, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask God, help me to reorder my budget so that and again, I'm talking my convictions so that I can forever, I will never let a decision financially be made that would cause me to violate my tithe and giving. Again, there's a message out there called... um, don't eat all your seed. So that God said, "Prove me in this, guys. Prove me. I'll open the windows of heaven. I'll pour you out blessing. There's not room enough to receive it. And I'll rebuke the devourer, the insects, the plagues, for your sake. And He shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine drop its fruit before the time in the field." Says the Lord of Hope of Hosts. Thank God. I'll conclude on this, and we'll pick up here next week. There are some ministries that are not local church pastors that say, yeah, sure, you can tithe to me. What does that do to supporting your local church? The wrong message has gone out there by, well, I'm not under law anymore. I don't have to give. I don't have to do anything. When you're a pastor and you pastor pastors, you see churches closed because of that attitude. And whenever a decision is made that would hurt God's body, God is not behind that decision. That's why God hates division. He hates schism. Uh, the, The word is so simple and practical. Grant you, there are many God-honoring charitable organizations. They're worthy of our, uh, you know, financial support when it comes to an offering. But we should not support these ministries at the expense of local church. How many want Harvest Church to keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger and minister to the kids that become junior high, that become senior high, they go into the young adults, and and they have the word of God layered in them, so that we're sent out into the marketplace. They are salt, they are light, and some will become leaders. And one of the beautiful thing, one of the beautiful things about Harvest Church, our kids are used to. Seeing black and white and brown and all the colors of races, it is normal. For Harvest Church, and you'll go out to the marketplace, and you'll go into leadership, and you won't look cross-eyed because who are you? I'm above you. No, you're not. We have the same standing with God, but God gives us positions such as pleases Him. And guess what? You never start at the top. You prove yourself over and under good leadership year after year after year after year. I've had pastors say, Pastor Corn, I, I want a church like you. I said, you sure? Naturally, it's easier to have a one-race church. Did you know that? And I commend you for coming to Harvest Church. I'm preaching to the choir today. But it takes a commitment for you to go to a church that isn't all one race. And some people try to pull you out and pull you back. And what are you doing with that white little boy? excuse me, I've heard it before. Well, I'm turning 58, at least I'm older. God, I, I didn't say God, I said God. Um, isn't it amazing when you turn certain ages, that AARP stuff, it just dog you. Jeez. I'm sitting there and there's discounts for those uh, over 55, I'm like, yeah, before long, I have free gym memberships and stuff. <laughs> Gee, take advantage of it. Google, what do you get for being this age? <laughs> well, oh, we have to receive communion. So. people come and go in your life and they'll try to snag you out. That's why if you're not consistent with the Word of God, their voice will become louder than God's. And no person's voice, no, 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 you know, I'm gonna say Fox, CNN, uh, CBS, all these things, those pundits' voices should not be greater than God's. Your wife or your husband's voice is not greater than God's. If you're in a situation that your wife or your husband is not serving God, that doesn't mean you stop. Right. You be where you need to be. You can't take the kids where you need to be. Well, he's going to get upset. Well, I'm, listen, this is a lifestyle. I'm not playing with it. I love God. Amen. He's done more for me than. I think my wife said, you know, if, if, if God or Nicole or somebody, if God never did one more thing for you and I, he's done too much. But I thank God he's going to take care of us. Let's bow our heads. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the communion elements we're getting ready to receive. But right now, no one's looking around. If you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, raise up your hand. I'm going to pray a prayer of rededication because the word says examine your heart. Raise your hand right now. Father, I pray over those that need to rededicate their life today. I thank you right now. Their seat, you just ask God to forgive you and he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So in the name of Jesus, say it with me, I recommit myself. I rededicate myself to you, Lord. Now, those here today, you're new to church, but the gospel is the same gospel there was, there is, and is going to be. And that gospel message is simply this. Jesus, the Son of God, who knew no sin, walked the face of this earth, put aside his divine privileges, and he became a man led by the Spirit of God and our example today of how to walk Christly. He knew no sin, so he could die for all the times we missed it. And there's salvation in no other name but the name of Jesus. Have you received him? I'm not going to lie to you. There's there's a heaven to gain. It's just going to blow you away in goodness. But the biggest reason you don't want to go to hell is because God's not there. So love is not there, because God is love. Everything opposite of God will be in hell. So, ladies and gentlemen, stop telling people to go to hell because you don't, you don't even know what you're saying. If you can't say something good, what? Say nothing at all. If you hear today, say, Pastor Coyne, I need to receive Jesus. Man, I just feel a drawing to him today. If that's you, every head bowed, closed... Right now, lift up your hand. I'm going to pray for you right now. Lift up your hand. Come on. Don't let somebody beside you hinder you. No one's looking. This is your time. Behold, the day of salvation is here. Pray this prayer out loud with me, whether you raise your hand or not. Say, God, come on, let's all say it. God, I believe Jesus is your son. He lived an innocent life. So he could die for all my sins, which was a death penalty. But on the third day, I believe, God, you raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus, I believe you are alive. I repent, which means I turn away from the bad things. Forgive me, God. And Jesus, you are Lord. I receive you now. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Become my Savior and my Lord. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Peel off the first layer on the communion. Hold up the bread close our eyes and pray. Father, thank you for this bread, which represents your body that was broken for us. Your body was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace was upon you, and with your stripes, we are healed today. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us spiritually also. So we could become children of God, born again. I receive this bread now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. If you need healing today, just believe you receive it now because He took your sickness, He bare your sins. Thank you, Father. The healing power of God's working mightily through all of us and all you viewing online. Thank you, for it. Peel back the second layer there. My wife and I love you with a love I can't explain. We love you guys. We're committed to telling you the truth, no matter what. Thank God for the juice today. That juice represents the shed blood of Jesus. Here's how important the juice is, which represents the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. If Jesus didn't shed his innocent blood for us, we would die in our sins. Without the shedding of blood, there'd be no remission of sins. When you were saved, you just didn't have a forgiveness of your sins. You had a remission of your sins. They were wiped out as though they never existed. Why? Because you become what's called born again. You receive a whole new nature, and you have a fresh start. Now we move forward in Christ, and there are times that we'll miss it, maybe not major ways. If your heart condemns you about something, get it right. Get it right before God. Maybe people involved. Get get it right before them. And the word says, even after we receive Jesus' remission of sins, then he said, if you'll confess your sins, I'll be faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Come on, let's thank God our sins were remitted. We were boarding in. Thank God for all the times we went to God for forgiveness. Oh, we, we celebrate the shed blood of Jesus today. Amen. Come on, stand up. I think there's a container as you leave, if you don't mind uh, taking your cup with you. Oh, come on, let's just thank God for what he's done today. God, thank you for what you've done in our life. Father, I know that there was a lot of the washing of the water of the word today to help us, maybe even clean us up in some areas. I thank you that your word is flawless, your blood is innocent, and we celebrate you today, Jesus. Say it with me, Jesus, you're my Savior, and Jesus, you're my Lord. Look at me for a moment. Because that was a mouthful. When we truly, pro- when we truly proclaim Jesus as Lord, he will want to touch every area of your life. Renew your mind on the word of God and he'll help purge those things that maybe you are stuck with in the world. Good, good people around your life. Have good leaders over your life. And serve your way to your destiny.